Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. I'm super excited to sit down with Sistine. She is a model and body neutrality advocate. Thank you so much for being with us Thanks today. for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Um, so you were in this year's Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank what you. was that experience like? Yeah. Truly one of the most insane experiences of my life. Um, it all happened so fast, too. I went... I did a like self tape for it. Completely forgot I did it because I was like, "It's Sports Illustrated. There's no way that's yeah. going anywhere." And then a month later, my agent was calling me and was like, "Listen, she really likes you. You're doing a Zoom call. If you get it, it shoots on your birthday." And I was like, "Oh my god, I need to cancel my birthday party." Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was all very fast, and I did end up shooting on my birthday in Dominica. So it was amazing. I mean, what a better birthday to have. No, literally. Turning 25 on the beach, like shooting my biggest job ever. I was like, cool. I don't know how I go up from here. (laughs) That's amazing. So how did you get into modeling? Did you always know that's what you wanted to do growing up? I did. As As a young kid, my sister and I both wanted to be in the industry. We did a mix of like modeling and acting. We literally like Googled modeling classes around us and made my mom drive us to Dallas every weekend to do like workshops and random little classes. And then from there, we both started just shooting with random photographers we could find in our area while we were still in the Fort Worth, Dallas area. And then when I moved to New York when I was 18, I did freelance for a while and then signed to my first agency, I think in 2018. So it's been a long time coming. And my sister ended up going the acting route and I went the modeling route. But yeah, we both started very young. And you were born in Belgium. I was, yes. I'm half Belgian. Are you really? Yeah, my dad's from Antwerp. So oh, that's so You fun. don't meet a you lot of other Belgians. I always, people are always like, I've never met a Belgian. I'm like, we don't leave. Like, it's yeah. like, the, it's a, if a country was like small town vibes, it would be Belgium. Yeah, it's like yeah. a super tiny country. Yeah. So what made um, your family move to Texas? So my mom was a study abroad student when she was 18 mm-hmm. and was did a year of high school in Texas, the most random place yeah. ever. And she just loved the state so much she always wanted to move back. And then my dad's company made it possible. Mm -hmm. So when I was three, they packed up all of us. It was my three siblings and I, and we all moved to Texas. And the more, like, people are always like, how did you go from Belgium to Texas? Mm -hmm. And the more time I spend in Europe, the more I'm like, I get it. They went from, like, a tiny country that nobody ever leaves, and it's cold, and it's raining. And they were, and it's small, everything's small. And then you go somewhere where you're like, I just want space and yeah. heat and sunshine. And that's Texas. So, do you speak like French or Flemish? I, I speak French. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, my dad speaks French too. Yeah, do you ever like, go Flemish? back? I'm like, no, just French. Yeah, I do every couple of years or so. My whole family's still there my grandparents, aunts, uncles, that kind of thing. Nice. But we don't go as often as I'd wish. Nice. Well, that's a good excuse. So, um, what is your favorite part about modeling? I think my favorite part about modeling is all the people I get to meet Mm -hmm. and the new experiences I get all the time. I've always been someone who I'm like, I don't like doing the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. I like switching it up, meeting new people, shooting with different brands. Um, And I always say like my favorite part of the day is usually like the makeup chair the first hour (laughs) or two of the day because you meet someone for the first time and within like 20 minutes, you're just like, shooting the shit the whole time and talking mm-hmm. about all the drama and everything I love the makeup artist share like it's always so many fun stories you get to swap and you get to meet other people and hear their stories so just all the people I get to I'm meet. sure you get to work with like kind of <clears throat> some of the same people over and over again definitely there's sometimes it's just like a whole new staff and every now and then it's a repeat mm-hmm. um for example like I when I work with Aerie they're based in um 
They're based in Pittsburgh, and it's always the same team because they just do it at their headquarters. Mm -hmm. And every time I go, they're like, oh, my God, you got to give us the updates of Mm -hmm. everything you were telling us last time. So it's really fun making those connections, still having new connections, but just being able to meet new people all the time. Can you explain a little bit more about what, like, body neutrality is? Yes. So body neutrality is a little bit different from body positivity in that it's not focusing on this like need or obsession to love your body but rather just accepting it as what it is and realizing that it doesn't need to be this this aesthetic thing that you love or accept but rather it just is your body is what allows you to move and to laugh with your friends and go swimming on the beach or to host a podcast like all Mm -hmm. those things our body allows us to do and we can appreciate those things without it needing to be more you know you can just say hey my body allowed me to get up today and move or do this and that's all it needs to be it doesn't need to be this aesthetic thing that I constantly love and like body positivity is like kind of pushing to like love your body as it is yeah I mean there's a lot of great things about the body positivity movement but I do feel like at some point it started turning into this thing where it's like there's no middle ground. You either hate your body or you love it. And right. it's like, if you don't love all your roles, if you don't love all your so-called imperfections, then mm-hmm. like, it's bad. And it's just like, it doesn't have to be that. We don't have to constantly say how much we love this certain part. It can just exist, you know? Right. Like, we can just, we can stop talking about it, honestly. Like, it became a thing where it's like, constantly have to, um, sorry I'm like blanking on the word we constantly have to justify our our imperfections mm-hmm. and say like no I promise I love my roles and it's like you don't have to you can just be like oh yeah I have roles it yeah. is what it is you know like so I think that's where I started differing from it where I was just like okay it's become kind of this whole obsession and I don't know that that's necessarily helping a lot of people either mm-hmm. when we can just move on from having to constantly justify what our bodies look like rather than what they do I feel like now, like, we were in, like, a really, um, in, like, specific space where it was body positivity 24-7, and we had to, like, love every, like, so-called imperfection, and mm. now, like, what I've been seeing a lot is people going, like, super thin, and, mm. like, really obsessing with, like, Ozempic and all of that kind of stuff on, like, yeah, the opposite Definitely end of the swinging back the other way. Swinging back yeah, hard, hard the other way, <laughs> and, and I'm like, terrifying. whoa, when did this happen? Yeah. I just, like, started getting, like, used to this, yeah. you know? And that's what I'm saying. I think because we were so, because the conversation never shifted away from our bodies and what they look like, mm-hmm. it allowed that pendulum to swing back the other way because we're still obsessed with what we look like, whether it's BBL or Ozempic, you yes. know? Like, we're still obsessing over what we look like rather than I'm just sorry. being like, let's just move on, you know? Totally. So, can you tell us a little bit about your line with the swimwear company? Yes, so the line is with Laundre Bodywear. Um, they're a swimsuit company that focuses on sustainability and inclusivity. So all of their swimsuits are made from recycled plastic water bottles, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And most of their sizes go up to 3, 4, 5XL even. Um, and they, I had worked with them previously as a model as well as a couple of like brand deals on the side. And they reached out to me last fall and they said, hey, what if we designed a swimsuit together? Mm-hmm. Um, and since swimsuits are kind of my whole bit with the swimsuit series on TikTok, I was like, yes, absolutely. Like, it was always something I had wanted to do, but really wanted to do it with a company that had um, a shared values and morals. Mm-hmm. And so when they reached out, I was like, absolutely perfect. Let's do it. And the collection came out even better than I could have imagined. 
Do you have um, goals in like designing more in the future or having like your own line one day? I think, yeah, one day it would be really fun to have my own line. Um, the whole process of designing it with them was so much fun. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it was a lot easier doing it with them because they take care of all of the hard stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think one day it would be a really fun challenge for myself to just create my entire line from start, start to finish. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's definitely something possible. Um, so now, like, in the world of modeling, like, unlike in the past where, you know, you had, like, the supermodels and they were, like, just, you know, in print and you saw them there, now I feel like there's a lot of models that you feel like with social media you get to know, like, personally. How did you get started on social media and how do you feel like it is important, like, for, like, the future of modeling? I, I've always said when I wanted to model, I always said I don't want to just be a model. I don't want to just be a Kendall Jenner who's pretty mm -hmm. and skinny and you know that's yeah. what she is I've always said like with modeling especially to that degree comes a platform mm -hmm. and an ability to have a voice and speak on issues and so I've always said if I get to a point where I have that platform I want to be able to speak about things mm -hmm. and it's part of the reason why I went to college because I was like okay I need to learn about the world figure out how things work learn how to speak efficiently about issues I care about um, and so that's what I did and social media really helped me get to that point because it would be a lot more difficult without it mm -hmm. especially TikTok just it being a video yeah. form and it being a lot more natural where you can just talk about random things um, so that was always my goal was like okay I want to talk about these issues within the industry within body positivity within just like what it's like to be a woman in our society mm -hmm. and so TikTok's been great in helping me do that in combination with my modeling when do you feel like most competent um when modeling hmm. I think I'm most confident in modeling honestly like when I'm on set it takes me a minute when I get on set um usually like 10 minutes just to like warm up warm up yeah. feel it out get loosey-goosey um it really helps when they allow me to play my own music which is a trick that Coco Rashad taught me she's like make sure you're in charge of music because it sets the mood for how you model and so when they're like, okay, what do you want to listen to? I almost always say, give me an ABBA radio. Because everybody loves ABBA. Everybody gets down with it. But it puts me in a good mood. Mm -hmm. And then I really open up to it. And as the day goes on, as I get to know the team around me more, I loosen up so much more. So usually by like 3 p.m. that day, I'm just all over the place. And that's when I'm at my best. But it does take me a second. Were you able to model your own swimsuit line, your collab? I was, yes. And I, what was that like? It was, so they basically said, do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. um, my best friend was actually, she just stepped up as the creative director on it because she has so many good ideas. And so we got a bunch of models from my uh, mother agency. They volunteered to come and shoot with us. So it was just, I think, eight of us girls shooting in a studio. We got a woman photographer as well. And we all just had a blast with it. It was just like, let's have fun, let's be ourselves. You know, all the girls got to pick out what kind of swimsuit they wanted, what made them feel good. And then it was a mix of um, group shots, some of their own solos, some of me. And the whole thing was very like heavenly, um, ethereal kind of vibes. Mm -hmm. So it was so much fun shooting. That must be awesome. Such a cool experience to be like, the designer and the creative director and the model with all of your friends. It was fun. Yeah, especially having like my best friend helping me do it. It was a good experience. That's awesome. Um, how do you best like emphasize, you know, competence, body neutrality 
on social media or to your followers or like what is like the message that you want to get across like and how do you do that best on social media I think my message over time has shifted a little bit Mm -hmm. I think I started off really doing a lot of content where I was talking about my body Mm -hmm. and where I used to be with it and my experience with eating issues um, and just being present and like pointing out like hey like look my stomach's not flat even though from some angles it looks like it and that's totally fine Um, and for the longest time I focused on that and people really resonated with that and that was great and it truly helped me get to a place where I was comfortable with it too I feel like at first I was kind of doing like a fake it till you make it kind Uh of thing you know where I was like I don't know if I'm comfortable posting this on the internet but I'm gonna do it anyways because it's easy to for me to pretend like it's a fake audience when you do TikTok. And then over time, I kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm tired of talking about my body. Mm -hmm. Like, it's great. It's helping people. It's helping myself. But it's also a little bit limiting because I am so much more than my body, as we all are. Mm -hmm. And so it got to a point where I was like, I'm just going to start posting more about myself and my life and what I like to wear and, like, what I like to do. And I'm doing all of these things while existing in a body that some perceive as not the beauty standard others do but I my whole message started becoming like hey I just want to exist as as this person I don't necessarily need to be labeled as a curve size or plus size content creator I'm just here vibing and I'm showing you that you could also just vibe and you don't have to come on here and justify that your size or how much you love yourself or whatever like we can all just exist and not have to constantly talk about it so it's kind of been shifting a little bit do you ever feel pressure because like as you like grow your audience have your community there's like new people and you always have to be like creating like new interesting content like pressure to always be like creating or having like something interesting to say or you know definitely Mm -hmm. I think especially with TikTok it really is constantly pushing you to just do more and more and more Mm -hmm. and there was a time where I was posting every day if not two times a day and that's exhausting no, it's posting exhausting. that much content yeah it really is and then you feel like if you forget to post you're like oh my god my views are gonna go down it's a it's a lot honestly. and you have to be creative all it's the a lot time. of ideas yeah yeah so that's like on top of like your actual like profession and job to be like constantly creative and creating yeah I, I always say too like even scrolling on tiktok isn't enjoyable anymore yeah because i'm scrolling with the mindset of like what can i what can i use next what sound can i use what video idea could i have next so it got to a point honestly where i was like just so burnt out that i had to step back and say okay you know sometimes i'm in a creative mood and it comes flowing and those times are great and sometimes it doesn't and it doesn't help to f- push it honestly it mm-hmm. just when it happens, it happens, and if people like me, they stick around, and if I'm slowing down, like, usually, it kind of works where whenever TikTok is slowing down, my modeling will pick up, or vice versa, so luckily, I've got, like, kind of a good pattern going, but sometimes, content creation just sucks. (laughs) Yeah, how do you find inspiration? I usually go to my, like, other content creators that I really enjoy watching. Mm -hmm. Someone once said, you know, you usually are best at creating what you like to watch, so go figure out what you like to watch, and Mm -hmm. so... Some of my mutuals, I'll just go look at their pages, see what they're doing. Um, some, I mean, I recently got bored and started posting about my dating life, and that's been funny and interesting mm-hmm. and has caused some issues, but <laughs> it's been funny, you know? And so it's just like not putting myself in a box and feeling the need to create specific content has been a lot easier to just be like, okay, today I'm going to talk about how I'm painting my room, and tomorrow I'm going to talk about how I'm going on a date. 
And then maybe the next day I'll post a swimsuit, you know? Like, just yeah. letting it flow. Totally. I feel like a lot of people I've talked to that post, like, dating-specific content, like, people might be intimidated to, like, go on dates with them because, like, oh, my God, are you going to, like, talk about mm-hmm. me on TikTok? It has been – it has gotten me into a little bit of trouble already. <laughs> um, it's been interesting. And I've had – I've like, most guys I go on a date with, I don't tell them about TikTok. I'm, like, I'm a model, and my, talk, my TikTok's not really on my Instagram, so they don't normally – see it but every now and then a a guy will go and like search me and find everything and they just don't admit it Mm um i usually don't so easy to like especially with my name yeah Yeah. like one google search you know everything Mm -hmm. i just feel like guys aren't as at least i think they're not as crazy about like pre-stalking the way girls are where we're like we're gonna know every single social media that Mm -hmm. you're on i'm gonna check his linkedin Mm -hmm. um but i normally will post about the first date, maybe the second date, and I don't really go past that just because, like, at that point, I'm trying to maybe develop a relationship of some sort with mm-hmm. this person, and that is a private thing. But the first date's always fun, you know? It's like, okay, I'm going on this date. This is what I'm wearing. This is how I met him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't give personal details, but there has been, like, some guys be like, listen, just don't post my face. I'm like, that's fine. I, I don't want your face on my page anyway. Yeah, I'm not going to give you that exposure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, awesome. So we are going to pivot a little bit to play a little bit of a diamond game. Let's do it. So we like to play this diamond game where we show different engagement rings. Okay. And you can tell me one to ten, one being your least favorite, ten being your most favorite, where you would rate it and kind of like what vibe it's giving off to okay. you. Okay. Sounds and good. And it's totally your personal preference, so there's no right or wrong This answer. is me living in my total delusional fantasy because I'm so far from being engaged. You, I can't wait. Well, it's just <laughs> good It's just good to, you know, plan. This is uh, this is manifesting right yes, here. Yes, yes, <laughs> totally. Um, so the first one we have is a five-carat oval diamond just set on a plain gold solitaire band. And feel free to, you know, you can try any of those. So pretty. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wish I could just, like, show everybody the way this thing sparkles. It's literally insane. Can I try it on? Yeah, yeah, of course. Wrong finger. Wow. You almost get, like, a seizure looking at it because it sparkles so much. Okay. So, 1 to 10, what are your thoughts? 1 to What's 10. What's the vibe? I think... Um, I think a 7. I don't okay. know if I love the oval shape. Okay. But... Damn, she is shiny. Okay, so we have a seven for this one. Ovals were really, really popular the last, like, three years. Mm-hmm. Probably, like, top are shape. Are they still there, or are they starting shifting. to they're shifting? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next, we have a five-carat radiant cut Okay. with trapezoid side stones, so three stone rings. Oh, this one's fun, too. This is more, like, rectangular... I can't get over how shiny these are. This is insane. <laughs> I like this one. What did I give the last one? A seven? Yes. Yeah, I think I would give this one an eight. Okay. This one's fun. We're making our way. A little way. bougier. Yes. The other one's a little softer, more like cottage core kind of vibe. Yes. This one's a little bit like, I. this is my business. This is more like a Texas vibe. I this think. is definitely <laughs> a Texas vibe. Big southern hair kind yes. of vibe. <laughs> Okay, this one is a five-carat emerald cut set with tapered baguettes. Okay. This one's super simple. Mm-hmm. And you can see, like, the faceting pattern is different, so it's a little less sparkly. Definitely. I don't know. This one's not giving me much. She's cute, but 
I think I prefer the Texas vibes. Yeah. Which is funny because I'm, I'm so, like, not a Texas girl. Like, I yeah. moved to New York when I was 18. But sometimes I'm like, okay, I kind of like the big. Yeah. <laughs> the big circle. So you, we have a seven, an eight. What's this, this one? This one's a five. Okay. We can do better. Okay. Hopefully this last one. Last but not least, we have um, a four and a half carat old European cut. So it's an antique diamond mm-hmm. set in an antique platinum ring. Yeah, you saved the best for last. You think so? Yeah, this one's so pretty. I like the antique vibes. Yeah, so I love them because they're one of a kind. They're kind of charming. Mm-hmm. This one's super pretty. This one's like get married in a castle on in the south of France kind of vibe. Yes. Yeah. See, I may be Texan, but I'm European to my yeah. core. <laughs> yeah, this one's a 10. I like this one the best. 10? Yeah. Woo! This one's so last, pretty. Last one's the best one. Awesome. Thank you so much for playing. Of course. I love playing with diamonds. (laughs) I love jewelry in particular just because I feel like they're, it has like a special meaning a lot of times. Do you have like any particular pieces that are like extra sentimental or special to you? I have a, um, a jewel from my sister that she gave to me actually when I turned 18 and I was moving to New York. She's, um, like 18 months behind me so we're very close in age she's like a year behind me in school kind of thing and so we had really gotten close my last year in texas and so me leaving was kind of a big deal so she got me um this ring that i ended up actually later later turning into a necklace because it was like a chain ring and it Mm -hmm. would just always fall off so i ended up later taking the the gem from it and turning it into a necklace it's like this beautiful little stone from tiffany's it was the first nice piece of jewelry i ever owned Mm -hmm. And I still have the card of my sister saying, like, we may be, like, 1,700 miles away from each other, but you're always going to be my best friend. So that's my favorite piece of jewelry. I love that. That's so sweet. And I love, like, the meaning behind it Mm because when you look at it, you'll, like, think of your sister. Yep. It's my favorite. So what are your, you know, aspirations and goals in your career in the next, let's say, five, ten years if we're, like, manifesting for the future? That is a great question that I am trying to figure out. Uh-huh. I and it's feel okay like if you don't have the answer. <laughs> that's been the number one question I've been asked since Sports Illustrated. It's like, okay, well, now what? I'm yeah. Like, I don't know. I didn't think Sports Illustrated was, like, that was one of those five, ten year, uh-huh. let's manifest it, that would be crazy kind of goals. And now it's just right here in my lap. And I was like, oh, okay, now I got to figure out next steps. Um, we talked about, like, a swimwear yep. collection. That uh-huh. would obviously be amazing. I really just want to continue what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. I love where I'm at in life. I like the flexibility I have. I like that I have a platform and I can discuss issues. And I have really amazing followers and supporters who are kind to me and nice and don't make me feel like I have to do things or owe them a certain thing. I really don't get hate comments. Like I'm at a really good place right now with just like all the support I receive. So that's been awesome. Obviously, I want to keep taking my modeling to the next level, work with bigger clients, more like luxury brands would be awesome. I want to be signed internationally eventually, but they still are a little bit, they're a bit iffy about size and weight mm-hmm. when we're talking about abroad. So we'll see. Nothing is impossible. So right now I'm just open to whatever, whatever falls in my lap. And so what are your, you know, favorite parts of your platform and what are some things that you wish were different or you could help change I think my favorite part of the platform has 
kind of what I was saying. It's allowed yeah. me to have a voice and allowed mm-hmm. me to talk about issues that are really important to me. And your support system. And my support system, of course. Like, I would not have done any of this. I wouldn't have even had Sports Illustrated without my platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's truly been the best part. And getting all the messages that I do and seeing all the comments, like, it really means the world to me. I think the worst part of the platform is probably what I was saying and that there's just this constant stress of endless creation that mm-hmm. just never stops and it's a little bit tricky like when you have a nine to five you go to the job you do the job and then you come home and you're done with the job usually in a, in a perfect yeah. world um with content creation it kind of just feels like sometimes it doesn't feel like it ever has a, an end to it or a stop mm-hmm. you know you could always be looking for new ideas you could always be shooting more content you could always be scrolling or looking for sounds or networking like it just sometimes feels like it never ends I don't ever get to come home and close my laptop kind of vibe um and I've gotten to a place where I'm better at being like okay I have set hours that I'm gonna do work and I'm only gonna do it then but sometimes it just is like I feel like this never ends and I feel like even like for example when I went to Italy last summer Mm -hmm. That was supposed to be like my vacation, but of you course you're in Italy. Yeah. You have to capture it. You have to get the content, and so it's just this weird middle ground of like I want to capture the life I'm living, and take photos and videos and share it with people, but also when do you just turn off and relax? So I think that's the hardest part about this job. What do you do? Like, do you have any practices for like wellness, like mental, physical, like just? wellness in general that helps you like decompress I my like go to like self-care thing where I decompress and relax is quite honestly going out with my friends Mm -hmm. which you know most people are like no a night in you know take a bath I'm the opposite I when I go out I forget my phone exists I don't like some of my happiest memories this last year have been when I'm out with my friends dancing Mm -hmm. and I have no memory of it in terms of like photos or videos because yeah. I just forget my phone exists. Mm-hmm. I love dancing, I love being out, I get to meet new people. And so that is my like decompressing. Like on the weekends I wanna go out and have fun and not think about anything in terms of content creation or TikTok or modeling. Like I just wanna go out and dance and have a good time. A good so time. that's that's my wellness, which is kind of contradictory to what most people think of as self-care, but that's my go-to. Everyone has their own thing. Um, if you could leave, you know, like, a young girl who wants, who's aspiring to be, you know, a model in the future, like, what advice would you give her? I think the best, I don't know if this is advice, but it's something um, I was told that really helped. My sister, when she was starting her acting career, her acting coach told her, it is not a question of if, it's a question of when. Mm-hmm. If you keep doing this, you will be have the success you are looking for and so she told me that that. yeah and we just kind of we kind of became our thing where we were constantly like listen it's it's gonna happen you know and just keep going at it it, with that mindset of like it's not if it's when and truly you can apply it to anything if you want something bad enough and you keep going for it it will happen like that's very inspirational it's just such a little thing but it's just like if you want something bad enough just go get it yeah you know like you you control your own life you're the creator of your own life obviously a lot of situations make some things harder than others but at the end of the day you have your entire life to do it so if you really want it do it Mm -hmm. like i'm like go for it go for it who's to say you can't yeah and i guess it's one thing to like 
you know, wish for it and, like, write it down. But, like, you have to, like, make the steps towards doing that and getting, achieving your goals every day. I'm obsessed with that. Um, So where can people follow you, see what's next, what's going on with you, all of that good stuff? Yeah, most of my stuff's on TikTok. It's just at Steen. I'm so lucky it's just my first name. Yes, you grab Uh, that handle. I I grabbed that. I think I honestly accidentally signed up for, like, a Musical.ly account years ago. (laughs) Because when I finally got on TikTok during the pandemic, I was like, wait, I already have an account and it's just my first name? Like, okay, slay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been great because it separates me from my sister a little bit. Mm-hmm. I love my sister, but I didn't want my fame to be associated with mm-hmm. hers. So that's been great. My Instagram is my full name, Sistine Warrior. Um, other than that, you can find me in a magazine stand, which is yes! very exciting. So exciting. Um, but yeah, They're out now, anyway. right? They are out now, yeah. Oh, do you have like a million copies at home? Uh, yeah, and like every my friends are always like, "Can you sign it?" And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Sure." Actually, this next week, I my friend had the idea. She was like, "Let's print it on a T-shirt and go bar hopping, and we all have T-shirts with your oh photo God. on it." You have to do. And that. And so I I ordered the shirts. They are currently <laughs> sitting in my apartment. I feel like such a narcissist with a bunch of shirts in my. Whatever, all your it. friends are gonna be wearing. But them. next week we're gonna go bar hopping in the shirts. So it's, it's a great conversation a starter. I think so too. They're like, "Why y'all all wearing?" Like this naked girl on your shirt. <laughs> so, and it's the photo, um, it, it's a photo of me in like this just giant leaf swimsuit. So it's uh-huh. a really funny looking swimsuit too. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing next week. Oh my God. Well, I'll follow along and see. Yeah. Hopefully I'll definitely post be posting about, about it. it. I'll be yeah. posting about it for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was Thanks great for having to meet me. You. Yeah, this was so fun chatting. I'm Olivia Landau, founder of The Clear Cut, and you just listened to Cozying Up, where we feature women that inspire us. You can tune into episodes wherever you listen to your favorite shows and find us on social media at The Clear Cut.